Good morning. It's September 28th. It's a cloudy but pleasant morning in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The news-consuming internet is dominated by the most recent and loud thing that happened, which was last night's debate, debate number two on the calendar, among all the people who are running 40 or more points behind Donald Trump for the Republican presidential nomination. The highlights appear to have been Nikki Haley telling Vivek Ramaswamy, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber. Chris Christie making everyone watching cringe and embarrassment by threatening to call Donald Trump Donald Duck. And Ron DeSantis finally venturing a criticism of Donald Trump, namely that Trump was responsible for too much government spending. Unbelievable nerd stuff from DeSantis. There aren't 15 people in the entire country who would want to vote for Donald Trump, but could be swayed by a reminder of Trump's lack of fiscal discipline. DeSantis needs to stay in the race now, just so the country can see what micro-position he tries to pivot to next. The Times didn't even bother putting Donald Trump's visit to Michigan yesterday into the paper, although poor Trip Gabriel went to Michigan and filed a story that tried to pretend the fake event wasn't as fake as it was. An effort undermined by whoever at the editing hub slapped the headline, Trump tries to court blue-collar workers at non-union factory, on the top of it. Gabriel, for his part, described the stunt in his lead as vying for the support of blue-collar workers one day after President Biden appeared on a picket line with striking United Automobile workers. Eventually, the inauthenticity was too much even for Trip Gabriel. Before the former president took the stage, he wrote, a few hundred people were seated on the floor of the factory, and at least one man in a red UAW t-shirt said he was a union member and voiced support for the strike. Two people holding union members for Trump signs said they were not union members. The Trump campaign made no effort to recruit attendees through UAW locals, according to the union. Truly poignant construction that at least one man in a red UAW t-shirt bit seems like, repertorially, that would mean at most one man. Oh well, back to the diners. The paper paper also ignored yesterday's bipartisan Senate measure, introduced by Mitt Romney and Joe Manchin, and passed by unanimous consent, restoring the dress code. The new rule says men have to wear slacks, a jacket, and a tie, and makes absolutely no specific recommendations about women's attire, except to say that everyone should be wearing business wear. On the one hand, this might be too petty and stupid to have put in the paper. On the other hand, it is an accurate record, for the newspaper of record, of what our legislature is doing with its time and its power. The Times did devote a story inside the paper to Marjorie Taylor Greene's fake measure passed by the House, pretending to strip the defense secretary of his salary. That and other dumb measures like it that the House passed were, the Times writes, akin to a legislative tantrum driven by the hard right, whose members are helping push Congress toward a spending crisis. Accurate enough. On the paper paper, the lead story is a rare alliance forms to clear homeless camps, describing how shiny liberal Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom of California has joined with far-right legislators in Arizona and various other Western politicians to beg the Supreme Court The five-year-old Ninth Circuit decision that says you can't punish people for camping out if you don't have anywhere else for them to sleep. Musum, in his brief, called the existence of the homeless encampments a humanitarian crisis, which is great, but then what are you going to call the situation when you've torn all the people's tents down? Also on the front page is a really grim and well-done feature by Eli Saslow, following along with a woman who witnessed a massacre at her community college eight years ago as she sends her own children off to school equipped with backpacks, with built-in bulletproof shields, in the hopes that will make a difference. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. Get out and breathe some fresh air before it starts raining again. 
and we will talk again tomorrow.